0: This episode of Oops! The Podcast is brought to you by Hangobi, our favorite beverage here on the show. And right now, I'm drinking The Wake, uh, which is a delicious formula of lemon, cayenne, blood orange, and L-theanine. There's a little bit of healthy caffeine in here. Uh, and the reason why I need a little bit of healthy caffeine is because, Ryan, tonight, I have a big night ahead of me. Mm. I am going on a date. It's very nice. A big date, me and Hill Dog. Uh, she's been out of town a lot. We've been kind of... Bouncing around in different directions, and we want to make sure we have some special time together tonight. We will be going for cocktails, and then we will be having dinner at a separate location. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it, and the Hangobi fits right in perfectly with that. Been having a long day; this is gonna give me a little pep, and I'm gonna be ready to go out there and sweep Hill Dog off her feet once again. So, guys, make sure you get yourself some Hangobis uh, right now. If you go to Hangobi.com, that's H-A-N-G-O-B-I.com, use promo code Oops, I'm Hung. You will get 30% off of your order. Not to mention, if you're walking down the street, you pop into a deli, if you're driving around, you go into a convenience store, and you see Hangobi on the shelf, grab one, and then tell the clerk that you love it. That helps a lot for the brand. This is an exploding brand, slowly taking over in America, uh, and soon into other markets as well. I think that they are selling them in over 500 stores Uh, And expanding into a bunch of different markets So go to hangobi.com And go to the store finder if you want to find uh, A can of hangobi near you Or just order a case Oops I'm hung 30% off I did not have Sexual relations with that woman Yes or no Did you ever take banned substances To enhance your cycling performance Yes
1: I had no prior
0: knowledge of the planned assault On Nancy Kerrigan
1: I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in.
0: Guys, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Giulio Gallerati here, joined by Mr. Ryan Lynch. Ryan, how are you doing, my friend? Not
1: bad. How are you?
0: Doing well. Uh, it was nice to kind of get those first two episodes out of the way. That first week very stressful. We appreciate you guys sticking around. Uh, you know, we remain committed to delivering you a quality product uh, that will be fun and easy to listen to. As always, uh, make sure to check me uh, this weekend at the Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas, Friday night, two shows. Uh, that is July 14th. It's going to be amazing. Really excited. Uh, I think there should be a couple of tickets left. It's a pretty big room, but we are selling well. We expect it to be dynamite. Go to not to get tickets to that. Should be pretty dope. Um Ryan, I must mention, there's a couple amendments that we had to the Hill Dog episode of important things that were left out. What are they? <clears throat> one thing, one of my charm tactics, on our first date, I brought her a goodie bag. What's in it? Candy. Where did you get a goodie <laughs> bag? I created
1: it. With like the little see-through plastic? and. The- uh,
0: I forget. It wasn't like the candy store where you scoop candy. Okay. It was like I bought a little gift bag from CVS and bought assorted candy and treats, put them in the bag with a card. The card read, thank you for going on the date with me.
1: <laughs> That's very sweet. That should have right? been, been mentioned.
0: Cute. And she admitted to me earlier today that she liked it. <laughs> she thought it was funny. She got it. I wasn't being completely earnest with that. Mm-hmm. That would be a little weird. Yeah. Um, however, it worked, it seems, so I wanted to make sure that we added that. That nice. was an important detail. Good. So, um, so Ryan and I both watched the same scary movie recently, uh, Barbarian, which we somehow had missed, but we're both fans of the genre. And I know that this movie came out, out a while ago, so we're not doing a review by any stretch of the imagination. But it's pretty misleading, pretty good, like the way, very clever. And even some of the, like, it was ro- rooted in, like, very realistic shit, despite how crazy it was, also. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the neighborhood that it took place in, that was, like, that's, like, realistic. Based on where it was, all the stuff, I don't want to give anything away, even though this movie's been out for fucking year or whatever um but it's funny like whenever I, I watched a scary movie it wasn't the type of scary movie that scared me i wasn't like while i was watching it, i was scared but afterward i wasn't like scared to go to sleep or anything like i usually am uh which isn't doesn't mean it isn't scary right sometimes video movies just hit you in a weird way mm-hmm. but two of the things that were important in the movie happened in the apartment which is like a fun and they were like specific so like you know how he he they come upon the room and there's fingerprints on the wall. I know that's pretty standard. There happened to be fingerprints on my front door that were like brown. They must have been from like makeup or like from something. I or I don't know. It was me, maybe like from wood. But there's fingerprints in there. I'm like, oh, that's kind of scary. That's, oh, that's very like scary. Old blood. <laughs> then when it gets humid, dude, my door doesn't open to my room from the inside.
1: Did you feel trapped? I
0: was locked in my room. <laughs> the way that one of the characters is in the movie, never a fun thing when you're watching a scary movie.
1: No. I, the, the one thing that I noticed from the movie was, or my biggest takeaway was how impressive Justin Long's character was able to use a tape measure. (laughs) That that, was like, I don't know where he was attaching the tiny piece of metal that goes on the end, but he was able to measure out the, all the square footage of the the (laughs) trapdoor basement. Um, you got to watch the movie if you haven't yet, we'll we'll give you a heads up, but, um, Th- that was so impressive to me until it <laughs> ends up, you know, fumbling back and and waking up the the Milky Monster, <laughs> as, as you as I'd probably call it.
0: The Milky Monster. Um, that's good. I'm not
1: handy like that, so that was mm-hmm. uh, that was impressive. Nothing to do with the horror aspect, but yeah. are you handy?
0: No, but like I I'm not like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like if I if I'm willing to spend the time on it and I have the proper tools, I can do a lot of stuff theoretically. But typically, I'm like I just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. or like you know knowledge of how to use tools like there's a sort of like a way to have foundational knowledge it seems when it comes to being handy where like a handyman can come over and he can do anything because he has the skills i feel that way like using adobe suite sometimes like i'm good enough at certain programs that i actually am, i have a, i'm better at starting other programs like i was able to use illustrator pretty easily and i was surprised by that mm-hmm. in a way gotcha. I mean? so anyway but one thing that's interesting they were good at making justin long's character Hateable. He's pretty hateable. And every time he thought he was going to redeem himself, he like did it. You know what I mean? Until he truly doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, go check out Barbarian. It's pretty interesting. And it is funny too, man. It's like a lot of these scary movies. I talk about this a little in my Afghanistan video, but it's like the thing that makes them scary is only the special effects and the sounds and like complete silence within a really loud sound. You know what I mean? Like tricks. So, I even wonder if it's like even scary for the people acting in them sometimes.
1: I don't know. I've seen, I don't know the specific effect, but I know that they film a lot of night scenes. Um, there's a scene where she comes back to the house later on and she she breaks in and they film most of those scenes during the day. Have you heard of that or seen any of the videos online where they're filming no. a night scene during the day? No, there's some crazy. effect. So like it's filmed in broad daylight. So I feel like that would make things a little less scary. Mm-hmm. But to have that character that's playing the, the monster or whatever, I feel like it, would be very unsettling no matter what. It's crazy. To, yeah. to, to yeah. film that scene. You have to be panicked too.
0: Yeah, I guess. But like, it might also just be funny when the cameras are on roll and she's just going, ah, or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bubba? Or yeah. Or what did she say? Bubba? Yeah. Um,
1: I, just, could n- I would never escape from that house. Yeah, dear. I would just start sucking. And <laughs> uh, we're, we're
0: not giving anything away yet. We're getting close. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Um, But yeah, uh, definitely go check that movie out. But dude, yeah, it's like, I've been in like scarier... Like, more like real scary situations that aren't scary, and then I'm scared of things that aren't real, which is, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, one other nuance that I thought was really nice about the movie was they were able to use, like, racial stuff realistically. Like, the protagonist is, like, a mixed-race person who, you know, could pass as, you know, a black person, right? Um, and I'm not sure specifically, like, what her situation is. But... The she's been locked up or whatever, the cops, and now you're like, dude, you're like fully spoiling it. I'm. Tra- I still think I'm not fully. I, I. This doesn't matter. Like you won't even remember this when you watch it. They try to. <laughs> she tries to like tell people that things are wrong, and they like don't listen to her because she's a person of color in a bad neighborhood. They just don't listen to her. They
1: think she's very sus. And
0: that was like eerily realistic in this way. That was like, oh fuck, they, like fucks you up In other. You know what I mean. So I don't know, whatever. So dude, I've been reminiscing a little bit about scary moments that I've experienced in my life because you know, we're on the eve of the Afghanistan stuff coming out. Um, unless something happens between now and Monday where somebody gives me a lot of money not to, which I'm going to be honest is unlikely. It will be coming out on the 17th officially. That is the official date. Unless somebody comes along and gives me a bunch of money, which hopefully you guys will all be happy for me at that point. If that ends up happening, uh, and then you'll see it later. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm psyched for you all to see it. It's it's pretty fucking good. And I've been reflecting on it and trying to like think about stuff that won't be obvious when people are watching it or things that while I've been editing, I've noticed like when I got the color, the color corrected version back, I sent that off to me. I usually do that myself. The It was so colorful, not because of the color correction, but Afghanistan is so colorful so many colors and there's a lot of colors in the videos which are really pleasant to to watch as a viewer in my opinion. It's so beautiful. Th- and Ryan's been playing around with a little bit of it too, getting some of the clips ready. Uh but it's really it's really pretty and that's really cool.
1: I didn't think about that, but yeah, your your school you know? on there yeah. is beautiful. Pretty cool. A lot of color.
0: But yeah, the school is still up and running, you know, it's it's been almost a year now and it's, you know, something I'm very very proud of uh that there's this great school there in this place. So you know, I'd love to, I'd love to go back someday, but I don't know. It was a pretty, pretty tough trip ultimately. Okay. So I don't know. It would be fun dude for us to do some sort of trip. I know maybe that would be too aggressive for you, but I gotta
1: get my beak wet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get
0: your beak <laughs> wet. Maybe we'll do like a big G trip or something and maybe podcast. I think there's a lot of fun possibilities with that, with that kind of shit. And my dad's stuff is so funny. Like just from like the phone, you know what I mean? I'm not even doing anything. I'm just storying. Mm-hmm. It's like not a big deal. Um, it's endless. Yeah. There's like endless <laughs> possibilities with that. So dude, I had lunch. I had dinner with Chris yesterday. Had a good time. And by the way, guys, thank you for buying all the merch. It's super cool stuff. I'm glad you guys all like it. That's been successful for us. So definitely go grab some oops, oops, <clears> the <throat> The first time we did a merch drop, we had a deal with Chris. We are like, all right, Chris, you, you know, you set it up or whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll give you some of the money. Right? I forget specifically how we did it, but like Chris was like very, very hands on with everything. He like, made the designs, he did the stuff, whatever. And the way it works, when you get these shirts made, you have to pay to have them made. So like your card will get charged 20 bucks or whatever. And then they make the shirt and it's 25 or it costs 25 to make, you sell it for 30, whatever the margin might be. None of us realize that you'd be getting charged in advance. So poor Chris, (laughs) he was like 23 years old or whatever. He has his debit card connected to the thing, bro. And like, he's just getting crushed. And I remember at one point he was like, "Guys, I need to like." And
1: <laughs> I- <laughs> that was brutal. I know. Oh, I didn't even
0: realize at the time that he was <laughs> what it, what it was like until I now set it up myself and I have my card attached and seeing constant notifications that my card is getting charged <laughs> and how quickly that racks up. I just felt so bad for Chris, dude. Oh, it's brutal.
1: That's a, that must be yeah. so scary. I know. That's like when you're
0: younger. I don't know. Like when I first started paying for hotels for myself, when I was like a young adult or whatever, I'd put my debit card down and they like put a hold on your money in a way that it's just not the same as a credit card for some reason. Like the debit, they subtract the money, but the credit card, they they just add to your balance and it like doesn't <laughs> affect you because you get it back. You know what I mean? So like the idea of like the debit card situation, I was like, oh dude, poor Chris, bro. <laughs>
1: Right I just can't imagine waking up to like 27 notifications Of incremental removals of money from
0: Yeah Chris is just like overdrafted (laughs) Like he's like getting overdraft fees I I hopefully wasn't like that Chris has always been good about like I I don't even know this about him but like I think he's Like good at having Like a cushion of money (laughs) Just in case shit goes wrong He seems like he's conservative with his money That's a full assumption uh, but I know Chris has now been listening to the pod Which must be fun for him to not have to edit it And just get to listen to it That's a pleasure So he hit us up about some of the details So, alright, here here's a question I have for you Okay, so Hillary's sister is having a baby Which means Hillary's gonna be an auntie Hillary's mom's gonna be a grandmother for the first time And they're trying to figure out her grandma name Okay What is your grandma name?
1: So I have my one grandma Her name is Nana N-A-N-N-A Nana.
0: N-A-N-N-A?
1: Yeah. There might be a, a redundant N there. And then my other grandma, her name is Gigi. Gigi. G-I-G-I.
0: I didn't realize that you sort of, like mine is is Nonna, which is like Italian. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that that's a like common for that. But I've noticed a lot of times here, everybody's grandma has some different name. Mm-hmm. Papa, Poppy, uh, and, and not Poppy like Poppy, like Poppy, like P-O-P-P-Y.
1: hmm As um, a pop-pop pop pop and then i have a pop
0: my one friend has grandma and grandmother mm-hmm. grand grandpa and grandfather mm-hmm. uh do you is it a thing do you, people just make them up
1: i don't know the origin behind them but you get to pick your name like my mom's a new grandmother uh back in september and she goes by Cece. Cece. so i think she thought just, of that yeah she just came up with that There was no origin that that she was aware of, I think you just take two letters and say them back to back. Right, and and that's it. You're a grandparent.
0: So, dude, they were doing like sort of a discussion about what they should be, uh-huh. and they came up with some some that were pretty funny. I don't know what they're actually landing on, but I think that I think that they also thought that some of these were funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of them, lady, <laughs> JJ, which to your point, just put letters back to back. Sounds cool. And this is the best one, chief. <laughs> for the grandmother chief and that's baller
1: <laughs> chief for the grandmother is maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard chief is like a condescension like what's up chief chief like- <laughs> <laughs> hi chief <laughs> Dude,
0: that is just so crazy to me.
1: You got a picture of the grandchildren saying the name, too.
0: Like
1: a really (laughs) cute kid saying,
0: hey, chief. I know, dude, I know. So, dude, when I did the, I I did a good micro prank on Hill the other day. I was telling her that we were going to post the new Oops logo. And it was a big deal. It was going to be like this big thing. And I told her that the caption was going to be, fuck it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so not on brand. She goes,
0: what? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. And she was like, what the fuck? She fully had a meltdown How long did you let that go for? Not long. I cause she thought I was serious and she was gonna like she wasn't gonna like me. <laughs> she was gonna dislike me now.
1: Gotta pull the plug.
0: Um so I had to pull the plug on that immediately. <laughs> That's um so dude, get out there, micro prank your partner. It's pretty good. <laughs> or if you're my dad, macro prank everybody and be for your own amusement and nobody else thinks it's funny unless I present it in a specific way. He told me that he he has bought an Irish flute and he intends to come on the podcast and play it.
1: That'd be fantastic.
0: That's what, that's the plan.
1: That sounds great.
0: Big G is coming on the pod and he's going to play the flute for us. Does he know how to play? I don't know. He's learning. I don't know. I don't think he does, dude. (laughs) And I don't know if an Irish flute has buttons or like holes. Does it? Can we look that up? Yeah, let's see. Get a quick on the fly facts with Ryan here. Oh Um, my God. So, dude, I wonder about this this Irish flute. So, it will be fun to watch. It's got him. holes. It does have
1: holes. Plenty. It has one, two, three. It has six holes.
0: So maybe he'll be able to figure out. He'll be able to figure out the uh, hot crust buns or whatever. <laughs> the standard. The standard thing. Hell yeah. Um. So, dude, something that. So I don't know. Whatever. So we need to get Big G on here. It'll be interesting. I hope that he's able to carry the episode. I I've seen. You know, we remember when we filmed with him. Mm-hmm. We were on my deck, and he was being very silly. He wasn't being, and I, I wonder if he's gonna do some shit like that during the episode. Bring props, whatever he he says he can bring props. He-
1: that's what he was doing on the deck though.
0: But he was like he was lying in his answers thinking it's funny. I was like, "You're not coming to the show." He was like, "No, I'm not coming." Remember? That was like yeah. And making the silly face he makes, yeah. which I talk about in my stand up. Yeah. He makes a silly face when he's like lying or being playful.
1: I'm like, "Dude. That could be fun."
0: I guess, dude, for an hour straight. I'm like asking him real questions. I'm like, "So you're a professor?" He goes, "No, I'm not." I'm like, dude, "Yes, you are."
1: That would be fun. I think everyone would love that.
0: You're a professor, don't do this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like don't don't be silly like it's not funny to be silly we like you because you're yourself like you think he's been sending us all these pictures from ireland he's on a trip but dude he's cute bro he's like we're staying in a five our first five-star hotel Like, ah, how long are they there you. for living it up there for like a week or something i'm not exactly sure the duration of the trip uh but they're over there they're doing it and it's funny he keeps calling me he keeps like he's on vacation and i've we've had a crazy couple weeks so i have been busier than I typically am, and I feel bad that I'm not involved in his trip. And and oh great, I'm trying, and I'm not answering the phone when he's calling. And I'm like, I hope they don't feel ignored. I'm sure they understand. They get it. So you said that you have something, you have a bit of a predicament for me.
1: Yeah. So what's happening? So I went to an engagement party this last weekend, Very and nice. something bad happened.
0: What? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, dude? What?
1: I told I told uh, I told us to Hillary yesterday when I when uh, we were setting up. <laughs> um, so I went to an engagement party, one of Victoria's closest friends and, uh, the guy, the guy's one of my friends too. She's Victoria is going to be in the, in the wedding. So it was a big deal for us to, to go to this. It was down the Jersey shore Fun. and this family, you know, they're pretty wealthy and they had a really great setup, you know, all you could eat oysters and lot King, King crab legs and, and lobster. And that was just part of like the hors d'oeuvre section and there was a whole bread section and all this All this lavish stuff. There was a saxophone player. There were two bars. (laughs) Oh, my God. And there was this girl, and she went to college with us. And uh, I'd say, like, maybe 20% of the group there were college friends, and then 80% were, like, family and family friends. Mm -hmm. And it was a a nice event. You got to, like, show up and behave properly. And, you know, we're in our late 20s, so everyone's, you know, pretty buttoned up and mature and knows how to, you know – Hang out and uh, coexist with with the extended family and whatnot. And uh, there was this one person. I'll call her. I'll call her Macy.
0: Are you sure you want to?
1: Yeah. Okay. I talked to Vic about this too. Okay. okay. Yeah. So we're clear. Yeah.
0: This we'll, is good though, guys. This is the this is what goes into the process of telling these stories because sometimes the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah. Your just, personal <laughs> life will be too screwed by telling some of these stories. So. Yeah.
1: We had to sit down chat about it. So Macy, we'll go with Macy. So Macy was. Uh, inside and she just would not stop drinking and the the outdoor bartenders there's three of them and you know they're doing their own thing there's one bartender inside it. and it's very closed off and mostly only the college people the 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 friends are going in there and this bartender's name is indoor
0: bar smoking vapes and shit away from the parents yes exactly yeah. <laughs> Sucking and on so, diamond
1: and so macy is in there Um, this poor bartender, Michael, he's just stuck in his little cubby and she's just berating him, like, make me another one, make me another margarita. Just like, Oh, what you got back there, Michael? Just like, really (laughs) just like hammering him. And this guy's like, fuck, I got like seven, eight more hours of this. So I go in, I get my drink, I leave, come back in a couple hours later. It's just her and him. And she's just talking his head off. So that was an annoying thing. But what trumps that is later on in the night, Everyone's got a couple drinks in them. Everyone's socializing. The saxophone player is just going off and having a good time.
0: Kiss- There's a saxophone player. Saxophone player. And he 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 arrived later in the party.
1: He was there he was there for pretty much the whole time. He was a DJ and then he'd play the he sax. He became the saxophone. Player. He saxed over he saxed over whatever he was playing. <laughs> Macy got so bad that I'm at the bar with Victoria. We're talking to some family and I look over my shoulder And Macy throws up On the saxophone player, oh my god! In his saxophone, in the saxophone, in the saxophone, and all over his equipment. (laughs) Oh no! And it was like the record scratched kind of moment, where like everyone, like the kids are in the pool, mortified. Young kids watching this happen.
0: Did the vomit stop the music because it like shorted the (laughs) setup, or he just stopped playing?
1: (laughs) No, kind of in an unsettling way, the music didn't stop playing on the out of the speakers, but the saxophone, you know, just like abruptly stopped. Oh no! And uh, he was a great sport about it. You know, he has to start hosing it off and she's, she's just starting to like, she's just rumbling and rambling around. And it was, it was just such a unwanted scene and it was so un. you didn't need to do that. You didn't
0: need to get there. It was just Mm. terrible behavior. Mm. Um, Poor form. So what did you, did somebody like put their hand on the back of her head and lead her out as if there was just like an assassination attempt? Like how do you clear, (laughs) how do you clear her from the area?
1: I, I don't know how, but she didn't get kicked out. Okay. So she, someone gave her, I think someone gave her water and she was chilling. Then they cut her off. But my question to you is have you ever gotten out of hand at a public function like that no, or have dude. witnessed anybody like have really like a huge soil it?
0: where you're like, oh man, they are going to hate themselves tomorrow? And she
1: didn't. She had no regrets, but that's besides the point.
0: Well, Karen Feehan, who we have on the pod on Thursday has a story that we'll ask her about where she called the booker of one of the biggest clubs in the city, Mm. a very offensive name to his face Mm -hmm. when she was really fucked up. I didn't witness that, but I heard of it. So like stuff like that, dude, I've witnessed some bad ones. One my ex girlfriend had a really bad one in college that I witnessed. Mm -hmm. It was pretty bad, but like something like that, man, where it's like a small engagement party. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Yeah. You guys, you got to keep it together at a function like this it's just not worth it because she will never live that down no potentially for the rest of her life
1: <laughs> I I would be just filled with so much guilt I don't think there was an apology or anything yeah. which is just like I don't know how you can get through a person
0: like that but dude like and think of the family's there too like Your family will see you in only in moments like this. So they don't have enough time to like get like one of my cousins one time got like sick from drinking or something and went to the hospital. And now the whole family thinks she's a big drinker. Mm. And she's like, nah, she's not even a big drinker. I drink way more than her and probably always have. She got sick one time, may not even been from alcohol. Now she's, oh, she likes to hit the, (laughs) I don't, I don't know that they still say it, but 20 years had to go by.
1: That's a tough outlying event.
0: You know, dude. So. You got to make sure you keep it together At a function like this Obviously you don't want to be vomiting On the performers at the party (laughs) Obviously But you don't even want to get to the point Where you're like Not in control Mm -hmm. Because if you've ever been in control Talking to a person who's not in control It's a really bad look It's terrible And you you, By the time you know That you've had too much It's too late
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You need to be able to talk The way you normally talk at all times (laughs) Right You don't want to be fucking No You can't be doing that (sighs) I love her. It's really bad. And
1: she had like an acre of land to throw up on. And Dude. she chose she chose inside the saxophone.
0: <laughs> I, that's really bad. Yeah, la- yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't been that fucked up maybe ever, honestly. But like, if I were, I'd like to think that I'd be able to find a better place to throw up. Just yeah. for the sake of my whatever. That,
1: that's just something that happened last weekend. I Crazy. just couldn't go without sharing, that. sharing. Just terrible behavior.
0: Could she have gone into a room and crashed and slept, and no one would have said shit?
1: Uh, what well, do you mean? Before? Like,
0: like if she was like, "Ooh, I feel sick." Could she have found a room to post up in for the rest of the party? Yeah, to but, throw up. They would. They would have accommodated. And these if people she, are
1: full service.
0: If she told the whoever the best person to tell is maybe not the dad, who's gonna be like, like somebody who's a little more like. Of the compassionate one in the mix. Not that he's not but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not feeling so good. I think I drank too much. Can you? Yeah. That would be fine, right? That's
1: something that we would do.
0: That's something we would do.
1: Macy, no. 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 She was just full throttle.
0: Not good. Not good. So dude, I had a funny uh a funny random sitch that I feel is good for the pod. Um I ordered I ordered ice cream. Okay. Delivery ice cream. Um, it was ice cream that Hillary cannot eat and there may have been some nuts in it, but she was gone. I was very, very careful. I was like, I'm going to have some nut ice cream, uh, while Hillary's gone. She's gone for a while. No big deal. So the ice cream arrives and I, the door, it comes to the door, the sound that happens. So I get up, I'm going to go get the ice cream I'm, and I have the spoon in my hand for the ice cream. And <laughs> I'm going to open the door But now I have the spoon So if I open the door The guy who works in the building Who gives me Because that's how it works here They sick. give they give the food to the person who works here And they can bring it to you um, So I have to It's not like a delivery guy Where I'm never going to see him again I'm going to see this guy For the rest of the time I live here I didn't want to open the door Holding a spoon It just seemed embarrassing Like I just ordered ice cream Like i'm like baked presumably like i don't want to be holding a spoon Mm -hmm. and him see me hold a spoon so i panicked and i put the spoon in my pocket (laughs) is that like but that that's okay right because i i didn't have room in my left hand to hold the spoon and open the door so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna throw the spoon in my pocket throw the spoon in my pocket hey take the ice cream good still use the spoon all good right no issues i think that's completely fine
1: yeah that's fine if that works for you it.
0: that's a good course of action forward with that <laughs> I think
1: 100% I thought you were going to say you put it in your mouth that wasn't bad
0: <laughs> yeah, no
1: that's yeah. perfect woo, woo. <laughs>
0: um, well guys listen on the eve of me releasing some of this uh, Afghanistan stuff we've been getting some like good travel questions and stuff from you guys one question that we get a lot of is about solo travel we've gotten like three or four messages recently about solo travel do you recommend it do you like to do it how should one do it I have a pretty specific philosophy on it, honestly. Um, I think that solo travel is not ideal, ultimately. If you're doing a day trip, great. If you're doing even like a weekend, maybe. But to me, the, the peak of solo travel is ending it with a destination where there's people. So you do part of the trip as a solo travel situation. Maybe you travel alone. Maybe you do one day alone somewhere. And then you land with a group of people that you know, to me. I eventually, when I'm alone for long enough, I just wish that I was with people. And I'm like, this is really fun, but it would be way more fun if I was experiencing it with somebody that I know. And I don't know if that's specific to me or how people feel in general. So to me, I feel that way. Now, if you're like, I want to go on this trip and meet people, right? I know that I make these videos or I meet all these people, whatever. Maybe somehow the fact that I'm doing it for a video makes it easier for me because I'm like, I need to meet people or this video won't be good. So, I'm less shy, but like if I don't need to be doing it, I get shy and I don't like know how to introduce myself to people or meet people in a random thing. So, it's not good for me. But if that's what you want to do, there's places where you can stay that attract that sort of traveler. Like a hostel. Now, a hostel isn't as shitty as it sounds. And it, maybe everybody knows that, but to me, I'm like, hostels must, they're hostels, they suck. But like, I've stayed in hostels that have private rooms that are cheap that are amazing. They have like the better breakfast than like most hotels you'll stay at in America. Like it was just a hotel, but they called it a hostel for some reason. But in that situation, there's like a community. There's people hanging at the hostel. They're like, I don't know. And and it turns into this like social ecosystem, which to me is a great way to do solo travel because the point of the solo travel I'm assuming is not to not ever see or talk to anybody. Right. It's like you're nimble, you're agile, you can bounce around, you can meet people, you can do stuff. That's the point of it. So, uh, I think that that, I don't know if that was like comprehensive enough, but I think it was.
1: No, that's a good tip. I don't, I don't solo travel enough. So, mm. um, yeah, that's interesting with the hostels. Yeah. They're kind of bougie. They're,
0: yeah, they're ni- They're nicer than you think. They're, you're not, but you can bunk up with people, but like I stayed in a hostel in Ecuador that I didn't even realize was a hostel and it just had like a sick room and it was like $25 a night. TV, full breakfast. This guy Enrique worked there, cooked for us. He never left the building, and he always was wearing the same clothes, so we started to be like, is Enrique a ghost, dude? (laughs) He just, oh, good morning. Uh, But anyway, but dude, it it makes me think of a very intense, scary solo travel moment that I had. Now, I talked about it very briefly on a very old pod episode, but I thought that this would be a good opportunity to sort of give you guys this story because- uh, it's such a good one and it was such a story of sort of like cutting your teeth as a solo traveler because I didn't intend to be a solo traveler here but sometimes like as you travel more and more you learn stuff and like we were talking about with the handyman, your baseline of knowledge improves so you're less likely to find yourself in shitty situations. 2019, okay? And Now this is the, of all the things that I've been through as a traveler with like getting sick and uh, the... The Taliban stuff, like, this is up This is up there with those things uh, as far as, like, severity and intensity, mm. um, but just slightly more different and slightly more unique even. I know that the Taliban thing, you're, like, more unique than the Taliban. In a way, yes, because it's just more specific. Like, if you go to Afghanistan, the Taliban story could easily happen to you. What happened to me was way more specific. So anyway, 2018, early 2018, the pod does not yet exist. I have a show in Norway, mm. Bergen, Norway. Now, if you've never been to Norway, Bergen is a wonderful city, uh, it's sort of like a port city, really beautiful and a, a gem. So my eventual destination was Bergen, Norway to do some shows. Uh, and the way that I was going to do this trip, it was the perfectly planned trip. Didn't have a lot of money at the time. So I was on a very specific budget. I planned it perfectly. What I was going to do is I was going to go with my dad to Russia. My dad was going to Russia for like a conference or something. Uh, for this like international group that he's part of. So I was going to go to Russia with my dad, spend five days in Russia. Then I was going to take the train to Finland and then go throughout Scandinavia and end up at Bergen for my shows. Great plan. had Had the flights all booked, ready to go. The day comes that we're going to travel. We have a connection in Geneva, Switzerland, and then we're going to go on to Moscow. So we get to Geneva. Before you board the flight to Moscow, you need a visa to go to Russia, and it's a hard visa to get. Uh, they check our visas, all good. Let us on the flight. We take off. We're 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 heading there. We get there. We get to customs. My dad goes through security. They look at my passport. My dad is through security. They look at my passport, and there's something wrong. And we don't really know. He's like sorry. They're they're figuring it out. Whatever. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. He very casually hands my passport back to me and goes, "It's not possible." <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Russia for my perfectly planned trip. It's not possible. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not possible. There's something wrong with my visa. They did my visa wrong. I think it ended up being a thing with the date, but they made it confusing because the hotel, you have to get an invitation letter to go to Russia. The hotel that I was staying at was like, we'll give it to you. But I was staying at that hotel second. So they wrote the date down of when I was checking into the hotel instead of the date that I was going into Russia. As an experienced visa applicant now, I knew I know that that's wrong, but I just thought, Oh, the visa company did it. It must be right. This doesn't matter. Cause you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't matter. Your paperwork's a little wrong. Oh, it doesn't matter. I just figured that it would be like that stupid assumption, but that's what I thought. So now I'm like, they're like, yeah, it's not possible. And I'm like, what are you talking about though? Like, yeah, sorry. Um, my luggage is through. I have no luggage. And I'm like, well, what's going to happen? And they're like, we're sending you back to America. We're putting you on the next flight to America. Uh, you'll fly here, it connects here, and you'll go. So we'll see if there's room for you. If there is, we'll put you on that. Uh, and if not, uh, and by the way, dude, in rush the Russian airport, people, the people who work there, they're all younger than twenty five. This was the smaller Moscow airport, DMD, I think is the code, Dmitovo or something. I, I, I don't know how to say it, but. Everybody who worked there was younger than 25. It felt some weird like utopian like society thing. (laughs) Nobody spoke English. Uh, In Russia, people don't really speak English at all. Um, And so now I'm just trying to figure out what's happening because they're not telling me anything. My dad is just like, doesn't know what to do. That must have been a crazy moment for him. His son is now being detained because that's what it was. I'm now detained. Mm -hmm. Now detained sounds worse in theory, but I've just broken a law. I tried to enter. I tried to illegally enter Russia. That's what's just happened to me. Now we know now that you can get in trouble for very small law breaking in Russia. Shout out Brittany Griner. So you know it's (laughs) unclear what's going to happen to me at this point. Scary. So they bring me into like a security area that's just not being used, and I'm sitting alone next to two other random people who have some similar weird situation going on they seemed like asylum seekers actually i think they were refugees i'm sitting with these refugees and the guy keeps coming back and checking in with me and i'm like dude what the fuck like what are they gonna do he's like i was like this is such a stupid rule can i just go in you see i have the visa and he like looks around and he goes i know it is stupid but i don't make the rules i'm sorry oh <laughs> I was like oh my god so now i'm just sitting there they're bringing me water i go up to the lady to ask if i can use the bathroom they roll their eyes in my face the flight comes that's supposed to send me back to America. I It's full. I can't get on it. The next one's tomorrow. I'm like, where am I going to go? They're like, you just have to stay here in the airport overnight. And then we'll send you back to America. And I'm like, dude, what? And like, this sucks because now I'm detained in Russia. My perfectly planned trip is just gone. What am I going to do? So my plan, I'm like, all right, wherever they make me connect, I'm just going to book a new flight there and fly back. It'll be okay. But then I'm like, wait a second. It's like 9 p.m. now, okay? I arrived at like 10 a.m., it's now 9 p.m. I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. I've I barely have 3G. Mm-hmm. I'm texting with Hillary. I'm texting with Pete. Pete texts me. He's like, what are you up to? I'm like, ha, funny you ask. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have my phone. I'm like, I'm, I'm detained in the Russian airport. I'm like, any chance you know Putin? Like, I'm like, you have all the people I know might know him. He's like, oh ha. <laughs> Nothing comes to that. Hillary then uh decides, she's like, or sorry. I, I say to the guy, I'm like, if I book my own flight, can I leave? He goes, yeah, sure I, I guess I'm like why would you not come to me with that suggestion right like mm-hmm. you knew about this why wouldn't you tell me oh you can also book your own flight if you want
1: how long are you sitting
0: there at this point 11 hours oh dude <laughs> I have I have something like that I think I think 11 hours I have on my visa I'm like all right well my visa reactivates my visa is active in two days I can come back in two days so I need to just figure out what to do for two days so I asked Hillary realizes, oh, my sister is in Turkey opening a hotel right now, Bodrum, which is where Andrew Schultz just was. I saw him posting about it and I was like, Oh, that's like cool that he makes his way around to places that are less traveled by Americans, like very sick. So I'm like, okay, like can we go there? Can I go there? She's like, Yeah, I'll try to find you a flight. We find a flight, it's expensive. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I already bought this flight. This is gonna suck. But the flight is a crazy flight. I have to f- connect in Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm then i have to connect in istanbul then i have like a 10 hour or no sorry then then i have a very small layover in istanbul and but then i can catch a flight from istanbul to bodrum and then to fly back it's three overnight flights on aeroflot which is the russian airline which is like super random but i fly same thing i fly from uh from bodrum to istanbul istanbul to moscow moscow to st petersburg overnight This is all going to happen in two days. So if Hillary's sister is going to be nice enough to host me, I'm going to go. She says, sure, he can come. I get it, whatever. So I board this flight. They won't even give me my passport. They have to wait till I cross the border in the new country to give me my passport. So they're holding on to it. They're holding on to my passport until because I'm I'm an illegal person who's Uh tried to break the law. So once I cross out of the Russian border out of into a new border of a new country, they will hand me my passport which is exactly what happened. I flew on Azerbaijan Airlines, super random. It was really nice actually. Uh, And I make it into Baku, Azerbaijan. What a cool airport. What a cool time, right? I'm sort of like, at this point, I'm like, I've accepted my fate. You know when your shit gets fucked up, like with the podcast, out of nowhere, your shit gets fucked. But now you have to just figure it out. What am I going to do? So I'm in that moment. And now I'm sort of like, oh, this is kind of cool. What an adventure. I see the sun sort of like, Rising over the Caspian Sea As I'm taking off And I'm like Oh this is really cool Like that was sort of like The most exotic place I had been at the moment mm-hmm. uh, In my life probably Like that area I was like near Iran I'm like oh whoa cool So I land in Istanbul And what happens Miss my flight the, Miss the connection The tiny connection Yep Didn't get there in time Miss the flight Next flight Is in 12 hours Oh no I just sit in the airport I'm so sad I have not slept I'm like, this fucking blows, dude, right? Brutal. Um, been up for well, way, well over 24 hours. Took an overnight flight to get to Europe to begin with, mind you. So now I'm just like running on fumes. I end up getting on that flight. I arrived to Bodrum and his sister is setting up the Edition Hotel in Bodrum, which the Edition, as many of you may know, is a, one of the sickest hotel chains. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. But I'm staying down the road because I can't afford to stay there. But she's like, don't worry, we set you up with like a nice spot. Dude, I arrived. She was like my guardian angel. She had clothes for me, bro. I didn't have any clothes. She went to the market and bought me clothes. Shirts, shorts, socks, underwear. Hillary's sister bought me underwear. And we hadn't been dating long at this point. So now I'm on a romantic getaway with Hillary's sister. (laughs) 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 Which is hilarious. That's very
1: nice. Very
0: nice. And dude, I end up that night at like an influencer dinner with one of the guys from the Beastie Boys... Not not the main guy and not the guy who passed away, the other guy. Mm-hmm. His yogi girlfriend, wife, whatever, and a bunch of these other influencer people. And I'm just at this dinner. I'm like, this has been the craziest. And I'm like falling asleep, but I have to do the dinner, right? I want to be like, I want to participate. I then go to my hotel. It's nighttime. I fell asleep so hard, dude, that when I woke up, I didn't know where I was. <laughs> has that ever happened to you? Have <laughs> you ever slept so hard that you just didn't know where you were? <laughs> I had no idea where I was.
1: I mean, how many places were you in a matter of forty-eight hours? Many countries. Damn, dude.
0: Switzerland, Russia, Azerbaijan, Istanbul. Now I'm here. I don't I literally don't know where I am. And as I'm getting out of bed, I still don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't know what country I am in. I don't know what happened. It was really fucked up. I've never experienced anything like it. And I put the black <laughs> I put the blackout curtains down when I went to bed. So it's pitch dark. I'm trying to bumble my way around. I open the curtains, dude, and I'm just on the sea. It was such a cool moment. And I am like, oh, I'm in Turkey. <laughs> Damn. I think it's the Mediterranean. I don't remember. Yeah, I, th- I believe it's the Mediterranean where Bodrum is. I'm not positive. That might forgive me if that's stupid of me. But uh, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Spend one more day there. I actually went to, there's one of the the ancient wonders of the world is in Bodrum. Really, it's the Temple of Halicarnassus. Something there's the of the ancient wonders in the world. It's one of the few that actually has remains.
1: What is it called again?
0: Uh, the 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 temple. Halicarnassus. If you look up the ancient wonders of the world, it's on there. Okay, the temple. Uh. And yeah, I mean, the pyramids are the only ones that are standing, and then there's rubble of a few of the other ones. And then some of them, we don't even think they even existed to begin with. The hanging Gardens of Babylon may have never existed.
1: The mausoleum.
0: Mausoleum of Halicarnassus, yeah. Just got to go to that. That was cool. And then the next day, set off on my adventure again to go back to Russia. So I take those weird flights. I, obviously, I'm going to guess most people who have listened to this podcast have never flown an Aeroflot. It's the Russian airline. Uh, Spoiler alert, there's no one on the flights. Even then, before all the sanctions, all the shit, nobody on these flights, dude. So I'm just, and I have pictures of the flights where I'm like, "That's crazy." There's just nobody on these flights. Uh, Is
1: there a crew?
0: Yeah, there's a crew, and the the planes are fine. Uh, they're they're nice, sort of. But yeah, nobody on the flights, and I'm taking overnight flights. And it's sort of like, I wasn't in the same place where I am now, where I'm like cool with flying on any airline, I was kind of like freaked out a little bit by flying on it. So anyway, I eventually arrive in St. Petersburg. The second I land, dude, I just feel like I'm the man now. Well, the first thing I needed to do, I sent my Russian friends screenshots of the five-page document the Russian government had issued me that was in <laughs> Cyrillic. And her first reply is, what the fuck did you do? And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? She goes, it says here that you've committed a serious crime. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, but it also says in the same document that you appear to be very sorry, which is weird too. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do I do? She goes, it says here that you need to find a bank. And you need to go to the bank and pay the fine. And I was like, I'll just go to the bank and they'll know. And I was like, and she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So the first thing I do when I get to St. Petersburg, I go to the bank. And I I just show them the thing. And they're looking. Dude, and people in Russia are just not that helpful. They're just like looking at me. Like it's a big eye rolling culture. Uh I'm like, hey. And they're like. (laughs) And then I just stand there for a while. And I'm like. And then eventually they're like, okay, okay. I pay. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, they stamp it. It was like $18, dude, my fine. Sweet. I'm like, are you serious? Do you need to send me a five-page document for this? And then, dude, I hopped in an Uber and went to Catherine the Great's Summer Palace, which is 45 minutes out of the city, by myself. Again, a super aggressive move. My phone wasn't working that well. If you ever find yourself in Russia, make sure you take a ride-sharing app from the airport because if you take a taxi, it will be like $150 minimum. They immediately rip you off. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, But the ride-sharing app is fair and fine. So yeah, I took an Uber to this castle. It starts getting dark, I'm like, oh, fuck. I like barely have service. I'm like, am I going to get stranded again? Fortunately, I didn't. I ended up getting whatever going back. But then, dude, it didn't stop there. The trip just continued to be challenging, which this is a side note. My dad almost got (laughs) pickpocketed. I saw someone with their hand in my dad's pocket like this. The fingers, fingers only so he could snatch it. And my dad's wallet was asking for it. It was chunky. No. His pants were loose. It was right there. <laughs> and guess what, dude? The guy pickpocketing my dad just looked like my dad. The guy that did it? The pickpocket was just was just my dad. It wasn't actually my dad, but it was a guy who looked exactly like my dad. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I just pictured pickpockets being Aladdin. <laughs> like a kid who's barefoot. And it's like, hey, kid, stop that kid. But like, obviously, no one ever sees anybody pickpocketing people. So I watched him do that. We made eye contact, dude, and then he did like a Jedi mind trick. Like he just went and started talking to somebody and like the we keep walking and I keep looking back. And then eventually, like before it hit me, what had happened, he was gone.
1: He ended up not taking it?
0: No, because I caught him. I saved my dad a lot of headache. Yeah, crazy
1: Him and his riffraff
0: I know So anyway, like I had that big solo adventure I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with the group tomorrow My dad was like part of the group So we did a bunch of stuff with them It was really fun We ate Georgian food We went to Peter Hoff, you know P- Peter the Great's sort of island palace Which was super sick And then, dude The next day, more problems My dad I have to catch a train to go to Finland Now uh, there's a, It happens to be a Russian holiday So a bunch of the streets are closed My dad leaves his <laughs> phone Yeah, my dad leaves his phone in the Hermitage Museum. And obviously it's gone. He goes, can you go back and look, please? (laughs) He had already left. I'm like, dude, you're going back to America. Just get a new phone. He goes, come on, go back. I'm like, okay, I want to be a good son. I go back. Obviously the phone's not there. But then what happens? I end up missing my train. Because, yeah, I miss my train. (laughs) And I go to the lady and I had a whole itinerary. I had an Airbnb booked in Helsinki. I was meeting my buddy there. And I was going to go and have this great time. And I go up to the lady and I'm like, are there more trains? And she goes, no. She goes, she does this this gesture. I'm like, what's that? She's like, tomorrow. Tomorrow train. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, there's not one other train. She goes, no, no, no train. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go and I just sit in the corner and I just put my head in my hands. I'm not crying, but like, I'm like, fuck my life. This fucking sucks. I did end up. Get, I do have my luggage at this point, by the way. I was shocked that that worked out. But they brought it okay. to the hotel. Um, and the woman calls me over. She goes, "Okay." She sees me suffering. Calls me over. Doesn't speak English at all, so we're getting nowhere. She hands me something. I have <laughs> oh, no idea what I'm no. getting. She hands me something. I'm like, I go back in the corner, get on my knees, and all of a sudden I hear, "Hey!" And I look up, and there it is. My my knight in shining armor. This woman goes, there are more trains, but you just have to know how to ask for it. I'm like, what? Uh, She's like, yeah, the tour company book all the tickets, but not everyone comes to the train. And I'm like, so what does that mean? She goes, wait here 15 minutes before the next one. There will be a lot of space. You buy the ticket. And I was like, really? She's like, yes. (laughs) Exactly what happened. I get on the train. Smooth. Two hours later. Crossing the border into Finland was one of the great feelings of my life. Russia is just not easy to get around, dude. Uh, and it was just, it, I, I learned a lot traveling. So I would say like if you're planning to go to a place like that, uh, build up to it. Damn. Like Ryan said, get your feet wet, yeah. try to do it because it can be bad. Best part of it all, the rest of the trip goes great. Do shows in Sweden, do shows in Bergen. I go to the airport to take my flight home from Bergen. My I had My itinerary was canceled. Because when I didn't enter Russia, they canceled my return ticket that first time.
1: (laughs) How many days were you there before the flight back? A week. A week.
0: And now I had to spend $1,000 on a new flight that I didn't have. So I spent double of my budget when I had really very meticulously planned my budget. Because if I spent a dollar more, I couldn't afford it. And I remember land. Then they charged me $100 for my bag. It was Norwegian Airlines, which I don't think is around anymore. And as the plane was landing, it was, like, really turbulent. And I was sort of like, dude, if this plane goes down, I won't even be bad at it. (laughs) That was the thought that I had in my head. What a roller coaster. Roller coaster. uh, Really crazy. But anyway, I would say that that was one of, maybe, that could have been the most challenging travel moment for me, ultimately. Damn. Because with no experience, you know what I mean? At least, like, food poisoning, sadly, I'm used to it now. If I have a bed, if I have a clean floor next to a toilet, I'm good. I get naked and lay on the floor, mm-hmm. place the base of my neck on the side of the bottom of the toilet. I'm chilling. I can fall asleep, get up to puke. I'm good. But, and the Taliban thing, obviously that was scary, but like I've experienced at this point, like I wasn't as scared as I was when I was initially being held in Russia. Damn. So travel in Russia d- gently.
1: Was, was rolling up to Finland when you're looking out the window, is that one of the most relieving moments of your life?
0: Yeah. Wow. For sure, dude. Russia was just really tough. Um, And, you know, listen, if I went back now, I'd be able to do it better. Like, I understand solo travel a little bit better. I also understand that some places you just need somebody helping you out. And that would maybe be one of them. So, that's the deal. Uh, Hit us up with any of your sort of like, Travel quandaries, any any questions you have or if you need tips from us about any of that <laughs> shit, we're happy to help. Uh, That's wild. I've learned a lot on the fly. Oh, so to answer your question about the Finland stuff, I felt very relieved and it was actually really fun. They ha- Finland happened to win some like massive international hockey thing that day, that night. And it was one of the biggest parties I've ever seen in my life in the square in Helsinki. They actually had portable saunas. Brought in that people were just going to at one o'clock in the morning in the midst of partying. I still love that. Going into saunas, jumping cold. Like, because I know they say like sauna culture is part of Finland or whatever. Like, mm. that is not a lie. That is extremely accurate <laughs> uh, and very cool. So, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed that story and, uh, you know, check out some of this Afghanistan stuff. It's going to be great. I'm really pumped about it. So, like I said, unless somebody buys it for an absurd amount of money, uh, it will be coming out on the 17th. Uh, I'm very excited. So, it should be sick. Uh, anyway yep i told you the dates already austin texas the 14th of july new york city stan comedy club uh, august 10th not julio.com for tickets we will love to see you guys come out to some of those uh, always a pleasure to see you uh, and that's it
1: and then just check out the merch check out the merch got that plant boy tea coming in i'm excited good. to rock it
0: plant boy tea coming in hot we're excited to get ours are in the mail uh, make sure you go buy some merch from the website uh, pretty good stuff that's it thank you goodbye